Hello, beautiful friends. This is Rachel Archelaus, and you're here with me for another Intuitive Art Show. I have Marie Grace Berg with me, who is a fabulous friend and creator of some really amazing big projects. We're going to talk to her in just a minute. But we're mostly going to focus on her story of how she used joint ventures in her business to create lifestyle freedom. Um, she'll talk more about that story, but um, she was a nurse. She was living in a different country than her husband, I believe. And this is really how she came together and is figuring out where to live and how to live and what country to live in and what she wants to spend her time on and how to pay her bills. And she really made it work. And I've been watching her grow and succeed. And she's so inspiring. So today's drawing... I did of Marie's use of joint ventures to create lifestyle freedom. It's kind of a snapshot of what that looks like in intuitive art form. And if you've never done intuitive art with me before, go to intuitiveartacademy.com to take your free class, and then you'll be able to follow along and get your own color meanings and do your own drawings. So here's mine. So it's pretty interesting, you know, no two drawings are ever alike because they all say something different. And so this is about your use of joint ventures to create lifestyle freedom. And in the background, the first color I drew, it's like um, a light cream color. And for me, that means contentment. Um, we'll come back to that because that's a mindset piece that you must have had in place before you started this. So there's a wash of contentment, which again is really important. But over that is, this is my ease color. And so I imagine you in the middle reaching out to all of these other people and having that create ease. So growing your business with ease, growing your list or your revenue by leveraging other people's stuff. So like this person's got this stuff over here, this person has that, this person has that, and they all have different flavors that are gonna add to your business or your summit, which is, I, I can see the, cor the correlation there. Um, and then in the middle again with you is this joy. It's like yellowy, but it's also a little bit green. So joy and expression. So I know listeners or watchers, when you're going to see Marie talk, she is very filled with joy. And I don't know if she could even recognize it in herself because it seems so innate in her but you'll definitely see the joy and the expression will come in because she started doing podcasts, which of course you're expressing yourself the whole time and summits now. So um, this makes a lot of sense to me in that she created lifestyle success with ease. Not that it was always easy, but easier than it would have been a long way um, by leveraging everyone else's stuff. So I don't know. What do you think, Marie? I love it. I mean, you nailed it. I, I just enjoyed to hear you explain that one. And I feel like, wow, that's so true. <laughs> it's beautiful. And I really want to acknowledge you for doing that because I've never done this. I, I should do your lessons on this. Because <laughs> I've always been attracted to things like this. Although I don't understand a lot about them, the more I do it, the more I become interested with it because I feel like I know this is something that, I think there's it's in it within us, and I think all of us, we just need to tap into an intuition, mindset. I believe in those because every time I don't listen to, you know, my gut feeling or something that I feel inside, you know, something goes wrong. So I do believe in that, but I believe that the more I learn about it, the more I understand it, the more I'm able to tap into. So really, really interesting, and I'm really, I'm really grateful for you explaining that to me because I feel like, wow, it's such a joy <laughs> knowing those. Nice. Awesome. Yeah. We all have it. It's not just a skill that only certain people have. You're totally right about that. So before we get back to the mindset piece, because I'm definitely going to ask you about that. Can you tell us more about your why and, and your situation with countries and being a nurse and wanting to be with your husband? Because I don't know if I have the full story and I'm sure our listeners would definitely love it. Yeah. All right. Well, it's a long story, but I'll try to be as brief as possible. So, yeah, I've been a nurse half of my life. Uh, that's more than 20 years being a nurse. And all I knew was nursing. 
And then I met my husband. We were living in both different countries. He was in Norway. I was in the U.S. And then a couple of years ago, we decided, wow, we've been doing this away. We've been away for a long time. And for me, it was a lot easier to adjust because, okay, I can quit my job and go to another, move with him to another country. Uh, but that's what I thought in the beginning. But up until I came here in Norway, I'm in Norway right now. Up until I came here, I didn't realize that there were so many moving pieces into it. First of all, Norway, they have their own language. I have to learn their language. I have to go back to zero. So I thought, wow, I thought it was easy for me to do that. Just come to another country, get my, my license, nurse, and do that. It was hard. I have to go through the language. I have to do everything that, you know, the regular nurses here do. And then I realized, wow, what, what is something that I can do that won't prevent me, that won't prevent me from creating income wherever I am? Because my husband travels a lot. And, you know, being here, being in another country, it has been like, and being a nurse is not really, you know, you cannot just go away when you want to or where you want to. So that's when I started looking into creating an income on the internet. I heard people are successful in the internet. And I, I was so, uh, you know, fascinated with the idea of a laptop lifestyle, you know, having my computer, my laptop with me on the internet. Wow, it was a dream country. So I started looking into internet. Oh, I guess that's what we all do, go, going to Google like that. And there were a couple of things that I was looking into and people were recommending. But the first one was blogging. I said, oh, well, I hated blogging. I don't like to write. <laughs> I'm not good at writing. So I came across podcasting and then met John Lee Dumas of Entrepreneur on Fire, which I really credit everything that I do now. Because if it wasn't for his mentorship... I literally won't be where I am today. It launched where I am today. Podcasting is where I got started. I honed a skill that I never thought I would be able to learn such a skill. Because remember, I've been a nurse half of my life. All I knew was nursing. But because of that, the, ability, the, the nursing was not giving me the flexibility and the freedom that I needed to be able to be with my husband wherever he is. I have to find another way. So I started with podcasting. Was doing that one for a couple of years, and last year, I am last year. Okay, so two years ago, that's when I started my podcasting. I quit my job in the U.S., moved to Norway, and then we've been going back and forth here in, the, in Norway and here uh, and in the U.S. But this winter, we are in Norway because my my husband's persuasion skills was <laughs> stronger than mine. <laughs> so, but anyway, it was okay with me because I already have this business that I can create income with wherever I am. It was no longer an issue for me way back, I compared to way back uh, more than two years ago. So, so I started with podcasting that really honed my skills and I learned how to connect with people. And I learned something that I, re I didn't realize I have. I guess because being a nurse, you have this nurturing inside of you. I love that connection with people. I love that uh, talking with people. I love learning about you know their life, their story is so inspiring for me. And that's what I did with today's women that I launched back then. And then I launched another one because after that, my mentor told me, okay, now you know how to podcast, go out and teach other people. So I was learning, I was teaching people who were asking me how I did mine. So I launched my first product, my program, all about podcasting, of course, and I totally bombed it. I, I did everything the wrong way in terms of getting joint venture partners. I was like, I was just pitching people Everything that I teach now was the wrong way I did when I got started. And that led me to really be focused and interested in learning how to do joint ventures the right way. So last year, in my quest for that, I launched a summit called JV's Exercise, which you were part of. Thank you for being part of that one. And that led me to even higher level of relationships with people. Podcasting was great, but summits was even a higher level because now you are connected with these people with expertise that you never thought would be able to tap into without a platform like Summits. I love podcasting, but because of the platform itself and compared to a Summit, Summit is more of, uh, for me, it's like uh, um, the, the rapid 
version of a podcast. It's more intense and it's more uh, specific topics. It's more of like a teaching kind of platform, like a live event. You just translate them into an online event and there's so many things that goes within it. I learned a lot about JVs. That's why I'm so passionate about it. And I believe that this strategy of joint ventures is something that we should all be doing, especially in our work, in a line of work, because you know, collaboration, I believe, is what are um, what will be what I think is the biggest uh, way that we should be doing in terms of growing with each other. Because I, went, I know when we collaborate with each other, we can reach a lot more people. We can impact more people when we have this collaborative effort together. That is why I'm passionate about this topic. And so, if you look at my journey from podcasting to some to joint ventures to some, some is still a way of. I still look at it as a way of joint venture because you're partnering with other experts uh, in one platform and sharing your expertise together to reach a wider audience. So it's still a form of joint venture spark for me. If you see my my journey, it's still all about connecting with other people, uh, forming those relationships and tapping into the resources that we all have. It's not one way, it's two way because I'm providing platform, I'm providing value to them, they are providing value. So I still see it as a form of collaboration. So I, I, I think it will, my trajectory will, will be on this and I'm loving it and I'm enjoying it because Let's face I mean, I have to be honest, it really afforded the lifestyle that I have right now. I couldn't be more happy and grateful for this opportunity and uh, for people like you, Rachel, who I can tap into and leverage uh, because of the word and because of the power of job ventures or partnerships or collaboration. So I hope I didn't bore you too much for that, but that, that was my story from beginning to where I am today. Well, I really love it because you went into business to solve a problem. Right. Um, And being an entrepreneur was actually crazy as it sounds, possibly the easier choice than um, getting into nursing in a new country. And I just think that's amazing. And you didn't let um, your first launch stop you. Right. You you kind of pivoted. You changed directions just a little bit into the summits still really the same idea. I see what you're saying. You know, you still have to talk to people. You're still um, bringing in other people. It's just a little bit of a different structure. Um, But that actually clicked for you and worked really well. And I want to really congratulate you for not stopping because I think a lot of people, they get so bogged down when something doesn't work. And I just want to remind everyone and things don't always work. Even if you've been in business for 10 years or 20 years, not everything's going to work. So um, kudos to you for continuing and knowing what you enjoy about it, because that's even hard to figure out sometimes, you know, to pinpoint what it is that you're really good at and um, what you want to keep doing. So was it a natural thing for you to switch from podcasting to summits? Did you have someone else tell you that that's what you should do? Or did you come up with that on your own? Well, okay. Yes and no. Uh, I know that I, I was enjoying podcasting, but I needed to innovate. I needed to do a little more. I need what else I can get better at this one. And then a friend of mine uh, who I would, I should credit this to is Naveed Moasis of Virtual Summit Mastery. He's been a podcaster and he was in my, my group of podcasters early on, but he quit podcasting and turned to summits. And he told me beginning of la- early uh, last year that Marie, do summits. It's steroids is a uh, podcasting on steroids that's what his words were and I said well I do have this 90-day project I can't do that right now but on the next uh, quarter I I will look into it so actually it was him who nudged me into doing it and I'm glad I did because it was like a natural progression or natural next step for me I already have these connections I already was doing this with my podcast with podcasting so why not do a bigger event it's like it's not an, a live event. It's an online event wherein I'm also tapping into other people's expertise, sharing them in a much, much bigger way. So it was a natural progression. And uh, by the way, I want to add into what you said earlier because, you know, it wasn't, I mean, going to this job, I just being an entrepreneur, it wasn't easy for me either. I thought it was just having a laptop and having an idea and I'm going to make a lot of money. 
wow, it was a lot. And, you know, the mindset of being an entrepreneur and an employee, it was so different. I have to learn this the hard way. You know, when I started, I could care less about uh, contribution or legacy. You know, my why was, you know, my why back then was to be able to, to create an income so I can be with my husband. That was all because I believe in the hierarchy of the Maslow's hierarchy. You know, you have to go through those levels. And I didn't understand anything at all back then. When I got started and not making any money, all I care about was, wow, how can I make this work? I mean, how can I contribute to other people? How can I make create a legacy if I'm not able to take care of myself first? <laughs> so anyone who told me, oh, money is not a big, big thing. Well, it was huge to me. <laughs> I need to pay my bills and I need to be able to be with my husband or whatever he is. So that was a big shift in me. But now I know, now I understand what people were saying back then, that though, when you reach a certain level in your business or in your life, you, when you are able to take care of yourself and your family, the next level is what we call this self-actualization, for example, or love and belongingness. You go through that level of, okay, now you can start thinking of giving back, you start thinking of contribution, all those good things. Now I realize that, wow, that's true. So people who were at this level, when I was here, I know now that is so true. I was thinking, wow, what a shift. What a difference in mindset. So I encourage you, if you're just starting out and you feel like, wow, I could barely make this work. I have bills to pay. I, you know, I still have to take care of myself. Don't despair. That is a normal feeling. I felt that one too. And even if you see or you hear these people are saying, oh, I'm doing this to make, to create contribution. I'm doing this to create, a, uh, to contribute in charge. That's okay too, but you can do it one later. You, the most important thing I believe is to take care of yourself first, because if you can't take care of yourself, how can you, you take care of other people? How can you give back if you don't have anything for yourself? So it's okay to be selfish and take care of your needs first and your family, because it's a lot easier when everything is taken care of for yourself and your family, wow, it's a whole lot easier to being open to doing whatever it is that, it is that you want. But it is a step to get there. So don't quit. Keep at it. You will get there. Excellent advice. Yeah, I know. It's, it's, easy, it's easy to forget how hard it is in the beginning and how you don't you're not tapped into that feeling that it's easy yet right i i had the same journey and i remember and it was just it was it was interesting i'm glad i'm here <laughs> i'll put it that way but i do feel for everyone on the journey because it's an important one you know to learn how to rely on yourself and and create that kind of security to know that you can always take care of yourself and it's okay to cry. And I cry a lot, cry one day, but you have to get back up, you know. You cannot just cry and quit. <laughs> you cry and just let it out, express yourself. I mean, there are days that I feel like, oh, this is so hard. Nursing was a lot issue. You know, things, those are normal feelings. And had I quit, I wouldn't be where I am today. Mm, beautiful. So since we're talking about mindset, I want to go back here and there's this big contentment piece underneath the ease. And I think a lot of people are afraid of reaching out to others because they don't feel confident in what they bring to the table. Yeah. Earlier you were talking about how you feel like it is a give and take and you're providing the platform and they're providing the expertise. So did you have that feeling from the beginning and how how did you feel when you started reaching out to people for your summits? Great question. I am, I'm asked about this a lot, especially on the summits. I think my podcasting journey helped me with that one. Um, I, my mentor, John Lee Dumas, he was so amazing. My first 50, my power 50, he introduced me. That's why I love having mentors because you leverage the status you leverage your credibility, you leverage your authority. So I started kind of the easy way because I, I made a commitment. I invested my resources, which I had to push <laughs> just to be able to mentor with him. But 
you know, you know, in hindsight, that was the best decision because I was able to leverage his authority and, um, and credibility in reaching out to people. I didn't have to start from zero. He introduced me to my first 50 women guests on my podcast. That's so true. I did this called the shortcut. <laughs> so mm-hmm. maybe it's a shortcut that, uh, you know, just find a mentor to leverage on because that really helped my journey. After that, of course, I wasn't like confident at all after the, those 50. I mean, if I go back to my first 50, I couldn't, I couldn't help listening. It was horrible. My voice, I didn't like my voice. Oh, everything, it was horrible compared to my 700 uh, episode, for example. Big, big difference. So I think I did a shortcut with that one by having a mentor. But he instilled in my mind that, okay, there are, two way, there are three ways to be an expert. One, you leverage other people's expertise by being an interviewer or being a, like a journalist, for example. They tap into other people's stories and like that. Or you can be an expert by your own experience. Or you can... Uh, Research, you can be a researcher, for example. And he told me that think about it a lot of people out there have a voice and have a message, they just don't have a platform to create. I mean, to share that message, you are providing platform for them, so it's a win for them, it's a win for you. They are helping you by, uh, by sharing their time and their expertise. You are helping them by giving the platform. So that's what, that's what I've always had in my mind. I have something that I can offer them. I have a platform that I can give them exposure. They in exchange for their expertise. Because I, if I was the one, so that's why anyone who, who asked me to be a guest on their show or on their summit, I said yes, because I was there. And I know that if we work together, if, you know, if we, it's a win-win no matter how you look at it. Even if you say, oh, I'm, I'm just a small, I'm just starting out and he's up there, it's still a win for both because even if you are up there, you, you probably, exposure in a small platform wouldn't be, wouldn't be a big needle mover for your business. But what about five, four, three people that you never would have thought be able to reach without this small platform? any chance of exposure or possibility to express or share your message, I believe that it's still a win-win. So I think it's just a mindset issue. And for the most part, I think all of them, uh, maybe maybe somebody said yes, or, or uh, maybe someone said no, but that's not because they don't like me or they don't like my platform. It's because of timing. Nobody had said no to me because they don't like me or they don't like to be on my platform. It's timing issue usually, so don't take it personal. There will be no's, but that's okay. Maybe it's not the right timing for them. So don't be afraid to reach out because you'll be surprised how how open and how open people are into it, to helping you. I mean, if the list is being able to contribute. This is their way of contributing, so why not give them a chance? Why? Uh, why, why not uh, let them do that? Give them the opportunity to express or to share themselves in your own platform. I think that would be my take on that. Nice. That's beautiful. And I love how you said not to take it personally, because I think there's that fear of rejection, right? Where we just don't even reach out because we're afraid of being judged or being said no to. So that's wonderful. And you're continuing, right? So you're continuing doing summits and they're on different topics. The first one was the JV Success Summit. Um, You can actually go there, listeners and watchers, um, and participate in that, right? At Mm jvsuccesssummit.com. And so what is next? All right. So (laughs) it must have went really well, right? If you're continuing the, the model. Yes, I love the model because so I'm just like what Naveed says, podcasting on steroids. So it's still connecting or getting experts in one platform, but it's in the form of summit. So it's more, uh, it's more intense and it's short term interval, short term, short time than podcasting on a database, for example. So I have four summits coming up for the year on different topics that all revolve around joint ventures. What I found out during the past year when I was when I was working with clients about joint ventures is there are there are certain elements in the JV success formula itself 
that has to be in place in order to be successful with it, as you know. Uh, so my topics for the year, for my summits this year, are all about filling those uh, gaps, filling those elements. Uh, one is how to create programs or course, courses because you have to have an offer or a program or a, a course that is leveraged and scalable to be so that your JV partners can promote it. And then you have to know how to launch with your venture partners. That would be another topic. Another one is coaching because I know that if you have an online course, if you provide a form of support, coaching support, whether that be group coaching, I really encourage group coaching because that's more scalable, but there's an art to it, to doing coaching. I want to learn that one myself too. So all of these summits that I'm planning, I want to learn myself too. So don't be, don't think that this is, you know, I also have myself reasons because the more I know, the more I'm able to, to share it. And then the other uh, summit will be about memberships because I believe that if you provide a community, uh, more of a continue, have such a sense of continuity, it's a lot better for students. And I believe that w what Danny Eney was saying on the Teach and Grow Rich uh, book, that education or courses or uh, teaching nowadays is taking another level. It's not just going to be providing information. We are done with information age. We are now into the education-based time. We're in Students are going to need not just information, but the support, the structure, the accountability to be able to get things done. I truly believe in that. And having membership community where you are able to provide that, I believe will make it really a win-win for not just the students, but the teachers as well. Because when, we get, when the students get results, we as teachers or coaches, oh, it's such a good feeling. Okay, awesome. So you're a busy woman this year. Um, yes, we're getting things done. <laughs> 2017 is the year of getting things done. Mm -hmm. Awesome. So what about lifestyle? So you have the summit model, you're having four year. There's obviously a lot of planning that goes into that and recording and editing and creating. Um, are you finding it um, the lifestyle that is fitting for you and suiting you and travel terms and seeing your husband enough? Okay, so there's a little bit. Okay, so I have my calendar. I map my calendar out for the whole year. I promised my husband that moving forward, when vacation is uh, comes, it's going to be vacation. <laughs> Last year, it was both. <laughs> and he said, uh, you told me that it was vacation, and now it's both. Okay, so I promised myself that from 2017 and up, when we said vacation, it's going to be vacation. So I, that was the first, when I sat down in end of December, the first one that I blocked out in my calendar are the vacation days. So we have two months of the year that I blocked out that is going to be totally vacation. So that's four weeks in uh, April and four weeks in July. The, I have nothing there except I have a, so what I do, so, so I, have my I have my summits and my, pro my programs um, lined up already every month. Those two months, I'm not, I'm not doing anything there but promoting somebody else's, my JV Partners products. See, that's the beauty of your venture partners because you can still make money while on your vacation promoting other people's programs. That's the beauty of technology. You can pre-program all your promotions we had. So that's what I'm planning to do. I, I'm going to pre-program my promotions for those April and then July. That way, when I am out away for vacation, I don't have to think about what's happening that day. Um, of course, I have my VA to, to monitor that one. But in terms of being in there, I don't have to be in there. Um, I can just schedule these promotions to go out automatically. And I'm still able to support my partners as well as continue making money. Uh, to support the lifestyle that I want. So I think for me, lifestyle now is a whole lot better because I can see the picture and I'm planning better. Wow, last year it was, everything was <laughs> chaotic. Now I have the system uh, and that's the beauty of joint venture partnerships or, or using strategy because you not only rely on your own programs to promote, but you also have other JV Partners programs that are, of course, congruent to your community or beneficial to your community that you can promote and make money at the same time while you are on vacation or like that. So that's how I plan the lifestyle that I have for 2017. I'm sure it will change year after year depending on what my focus is. But right now, that is how it fits, how my business fits into my lifestyle. I know there's a ton of work with the summits, but I, 
I have specific times of the year that I'm really focused on that one. And I promised my husband that by, so I know my, my market is in the US. And when I'm in Norway, I have certain times of the day that I'm working. And when that one is, uh, you know, when I reach that time, then it's, uh, it's finished. So I switch my, uh, my, my mind and then go out in my, my office and then, then do then spend time with the family because I think it's really important. In the beginning, I felt like my business business was revolving, my lifestyle was revolving around my business. When in fact it should be the other way around. So now I'm practicing it, and it's a whole lot better because you ha- you are in the flow and you are able to accomplish things when you have a deadline. When you set a time frame for yourself, wow, you are forced to be on the flow and you are forced to do to complete those tasks within that time frame. So that's another tip, deadline. Give yourself a deadline. Yeah, that's great. And I think the experience of having your business kind of take over everything in the beginning is normal because everything is new. Like you were talking about switching from an employee mindset to an entrepreneur mindset or business owner mindset. That's even in itself a really huge thing. And, um, you know, without any kind of boundaries because when you're an employee you're given your hours you got to show up you got to leave <laughs> but when you're a business owner it's just it seems like there's so much to do and you have so much time and you just fill it all up so it's amazing what you've been able to create in a really short amount of time I, I know a lot of people usually take more time to figure out what works for them so congratulations on all of that Thank you. Well, I did try a lot and there were a lot of failures. <laughs> I don't think that this was an overnight success because it really wasn't. I had a lot of failures, but I look at it now as everything that I do is a test. It makes it a lot easier for me to accept if I failed <laughs> because, oh, okay, that didn't work. Okay, on to the next one. That's why I have this 90-day projects because now I know, okay, after 90 days, I know I will know if this worked or not. Then on to another one. And uh, because last year I was so, the last two years, I was so, you know, I was, uh, I was so hard on myself. I felt like, why am I not succeeding? And why am I so slow when everybody's up there already? I felt like I was, you know, I was behind. <laughs> you, know, was, you know, we're so hard with, on, on ourselves sometimes. But uh, give yourself time and, you know, give yourself some love because we need that. Yeah. So how did you snap out of that? Because that is so common. And it's so detrimental to what you're trying to create, right? Like if you're stuck in beating yourself up and not realizing that business is meant to fail, like you're not supposed to know exactly what's going to work out ahead of time. Even if you use your intuition, you're still going to have learning moments where things won't, won't work out. Um, so how did you snap out of it? Did it take making money and like seeing a success in order to realize that beforehand you were just going, you know, it was still the right path for you or what happened? I think so. I mean, I, it has never dawned on me to quit. I, I am very competitive by nature. I wanted to prove to myself that this is, this is going to work. <laughs> Whatever decision I make myself, I will make, I take us as a challenge and I'll prove to you that this is going to work. That's my mentality. So in the days that I feel down and couldn't make things work, I just slip it off. But I also listen to a lot of um, uh, success stories and I read books. For me, my confidence comes from being competent at something. When I am competent at knowing, when I know something, I know I can make this work. When I don't know it, I don't have that confidence. When I'm not confident, I'm not confident at all. So I think it's it's important to keep learning and keep listening to success stories um, because I believe that, wow, if this somebody is able to make it happen, why can't I? That is my motivation. That's really my motto. And I stop uh, you know, watching news. I stop listening to negative things. I don't entertain negative people or negative friends. I don't do, go to places that are negative. All I want is to feed my mind. I never thought that this were paramount. I mean, I've heard a lot about like Tony Robbins talk about it. You talk about it. I it was not, um, I knew it was working, although I felt like, wow, it, it, I don't like 
getting sucked into that kind because I, I want to make this work. I think if you have that, that really that, I don't know how to say, maybe I needed it. I wanted it to make it work. I think if we call it the why, but I think there's something even more to that why. Mm-hmm. Um, I read about, I got, I did this, uh, this exercise with Dean Graziosi going, writing your why seven times because the first why it's not really your why if you keep asking yourself seven times wow you get to the bottom of wow that is why i really want to do this so if you can talk with that one remind yourself uh that okay i have no choice and for me i put myself (laughs) i burn the bridges i am not going back to nursing i have to make this work no matter what i think if you you, that could work too. Uh, whatever works for you to get you to get up and continue having that in top of oh, top in your mind that wow, I want to make this work and don't give up. It's so easy to say I just want to go to sleep and mm-hmm. not do anything. But then, if you think about it, you once you get started, you have created yourself and you have these people waiting for you. You have a moral obligation to serve them. That's how I feel now. I created this community. And if I don't show up, it's a shame on myself. I committed to do this. They committed to show up. Why am I not showing up? So if you take the responsibility upon yourself, wow, that's a great motivator. And once you build that tribe, you feel like it's your more obligation to serve them. So there is no quitting anymore. So get started. Get your tribe that will inspire you. Because when you look at those, when you receive those letters, those emails, Oh my God, nothing feels satisfying as knowing somebody is, uh, their life is, is better because of what you do, what you're helping them with. Talk with those if that gives you that motivation. Or if you feel like if you're going away from a pain, like for me, a pain was working as a nurse. <laughs> That's definitely a pain for me. I don't want to go there. So the pain of going back there is a lot stronger than, than the pain of building my own business. Hmm. So much wisdom in there. So um, I love everything you said about just cutting out negativity, right? Like no news, no negative people, no draining um, conversations. That's definitely key because that leaves you with more energy to do the things you need to do and the things you want to do. Do you have any success stories that come to mind as your favorites or any books that you want to recommend for people? I've read a ton. Well, me, I am more of, I don't know, maybe because I, I, I'm more of a strategist. I'm more of a uh, tactical person. Whereas I enjoy, it, during my downtime, I enjoy uh, uh, reading like mindset stuff or psychology books, human behavior. But most of the time, I am look, I'm reading how-tos. So, for example, right now, I have this... Millionaire Success Habits by Dean Graziosi. One by one, I'm applying some of this, but this is my biggest, uh, my, my latest one that I really enjoy because it not only, it's really, it's, he's really big on mindset. And the more I understand the mindset behind how I think, what I do, and why I'm saying things, the more, the more I know what to do. So I think, Ign- yeah, there's, there's a phrase about ignorance is not a bliss. <laughs> it really is not. <laughs> because if you know a lot, if you understand something, you know better. You you adapt better. You are open to it. You, ha- you have the wider perspective. So this is the one that I am reading right now. But my all-time favorite, and this is like what I said, this is very, <laughs> this is our technical things. That's why I have them on my <laughs> desk. This is the Dot Com Secrets by um, Russell Branson, asked by Ryan Devec, and then Jeff Walker, of course, product launch. I've yet, I mean, a lot of this I've implemented, but this one, ask, I'm still working on this because I think this is a great way to segment our, our list and, and be and give customizable uh, you know, support to them. So I'm more of in the how to. Uh, kind of books, I guess, because I want to learn how to do things. But on my downtime, I love to, you know, to read books about mindset, success, habits, stories. Uh, so I don't have any particular uh, 
books or successor that I have been because there are so many. <laughs> I'm so sorry, but there are no, so many. Funny. Those are wonderful yeah. suggestions. It's definitely important to cover all your bases. I mean, I love reading memoir. I love reading poetry. I, but I also have a ton of business books, and I've got Jeff Walker's book and. Um, Another good one is The One Thing. Uh, There's so many amazing books out there right now. And Jean Graziosi was one of Marie Forleo's original teachers. So got to be a lot of wisdom in there for sure. Oh, yeah. It's like (laughs) you can't stop reading it once you start it. There's so much wisdom in uh, what he shares. And he taps into other people's wisdom too, which makes it even more valuable. And he just... uh, launched this book um, this year, just this, this year. So it's a great resource if you want to learn about mindset and success habits because that's what it really is. Uh, one thing about that is, you know, our rituals and our habits, I truly believe that that's what shapes us. That's how, how we get up every day and be inspired and motivated to do what we do. If we have those habits, you know, it's like automatic. You know exactly what to do by the time you wake up and the time you go to bed. So if you establish those those habits, wow, you know, <laughs> I, I think it's one of my strategies of how I'm able to accomplish things. And I think, yeah, going back to John Lee Dumas of Entrepreneur on Fire, he instilled in me to create these habits and also do batching of my activities. So I know what to do Mondays, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Thursdays, Fridays, you know, because I have specific uh uh, topics or specific activities that I do on certain days and I do that one it's, it's almost automatic and if you do that one that would help you stay on track and not quit not quit because you know somebody's waiting there very cool I think you know that's wonderful and I think some people listening might think well it sounds very constraining right to have those kinds of habits and in particular day agendas set up. Um, and I, I heard Brendan Burchard talk about this last year at High Performance Academy. And um, he's amazing, by the way. He reminds me of you. You guys have a lot of energy and are just like really passionate about what you're doing. Um, and he described it as being, he has, he's very focused. He has a lot of boundaries. He gets a lot done in a short amount of time, but he does that so that he can have more free time. Like, for you, you have two whole months in the calendar that are just off limits to work. And I do something very similar. I go away for two, three weeks at a time very often, and I don't feel like working and I don't work <laughs> and it's wonderful. So um, I agree. It's, it's about habits. And for people who are hesitant to structure their days or their week, um, can you give us an idea of what you do or um, how you feel about the idea of, of structure not being too constraining. Right. I know, I mean, the community, especially the community in the spiritual intuitive community, we're all about flow. We're all about doing what feels good. That's good too. But we also have a business to take care of. And I really love Brandon. I and I mean, everything that I learned about this stuff is from him too. I was on one of his uh, high performance academy. My God, that was awesome. So, okay. So to, the way I look at it is this way. So we have the creative part of us as entrepreneurs. We have the business side of us as entrepreneurs. There are things that has to be done whether you like it or not. Those are the business stuff. And those are the ones that we don't like to do or we prefer not to do. But there are ways to do it. You can delegate, you can outsource, that's, that's good. The creative side, and I think that all of us as entrepreneurs have this, the creative side. That's why we allowed to be entrepreneurs because of this. And it's most especially for you who are in the spiritual intuitive area. You know, I think it's more important to follow your creative zone, what they call creative zone. Okay, so I am... Okay, so this is how I was taught, and this is how, what works for me. I'm more of the strategic person than the mindset person. Although I know that I have to do everything I can to develop my, my me, my you, 
the you part of you uh, view and the business side are two different things. The inner game and the outer game. Okay, so outer game is your business. The inner game is your mindset, everything about your intuition, about your creative side like that. So for me, because of my habits, my rituals, that sets me into flow. I guess because my brain knows the, when I'm writing my email, I don't write my email in front of my computer because I get blocked. I write my email on my phone, sitting either in the cafe or in the living room. And I can write my email in just 10, 15 minutes, even a long one, because I am in the zone, I'm in the flow. Whereas I'm sitting on my computer, I couldn't crack a word or two. So I think for me, what helped me is because of the structure I put with myself and area because of these rituals i know okay so when i'm sitting here i think my my mind knows or my brain knows that okay it's time to write you know and the words just flows i hate writing <laughs> but ever since i've been doing this wow it's so easy because you are i'm writing from my own voice i stopped writing from what i've learned you know because it doesn't work for me i think we as creative or uh People are like that. We want to create our own voice. We want to be in the soul. So find whatever works for you. Okay, if it's structured, it doesn't work. At least find when you are in the zone. Because if you compare what you can accomplish when you are in the flow versus not, wow, it's you can accomplish so much in just thirty minutes if you are in the flow versus four hours of trying to do things. I have proven that one many times. So whatever it takes. If you are, if you are not the structured person at least work your most most important task for the day during that you are in the zone, you are on the flow. So if you are a blogger, writing is a big part. Do that one where you are in the flow. And you know that one. You know when you're in the flow, when you're able to crack you know, words very quickly or you feel joy, you feel happy that you're doing this. It's not like it's... Um, it's a hindrance. It's a, it's a cons- you don't feel like there's a restrained feeling in you while you're doing this. So if you are that type of person, do the most important task uh, when you're in the zone and the things that the business needs you for, you know, schedule those ones in the day, during the day or delegate them. I mean, uh, if you don't like those, delegate them. You don't have to do those. Uh, but I still feel what works for me is having that structure. and also. Before I go to bed, I write what things I'm going to be accomplishing during. I, although I already know that the theme for that day, I still write the, the, the items. Because I think when you're checking them off, it feels good. And you, you won't notice that, wow, you've accomplished so much during that day. So I think my question, I mean, I mean my answer will be, find whatever works for you. but if having that structure or habits or rituals help you be on the flow, then find that one, find that structure, find that flow, because that's when you're able to accomplish a lot of things. And if that, if that doesn't work for you, find another, I'm sure there's a, there's a way for you to be able to tap into that flow, tap into that zone where you are able to complete things that you never thought uh, you will be when you're just scattered all over. Awesome. Yeah, I agree. And I've never really thought about it like that, but the structure or the rituals do help you get into flow. So yeah, brilliant. Um, Cause you know, I have a daily ritual too, and it, it turns out slightly differently each day, but I do the same things each day and my everything has improved when I really stuck to it every day and didn't really miss days or do it at different times. And it's really helped the quality of my work, how I feel, my interaction with people, the money I bring in. It's all become a lot more effortless. So very good point. Um, This has been really amazing. And thank you for taking us so deeply into what you do and why you do it and how you do it. I feel like we've really been able to connect with you and um, I'm really excited to see all the summits that you have going on this year. I'm sure everyone else does too. Is there anything that we didn't cover that you want to bring up? 
Um, I think we've covered a lot, and I have to commend you for that because you're such a, you're such a great I call it interviewer because you know how to tap into to the other persons in in a way that they can bring themselves out, they can express themselves out. Because I never thought I would be able to share this if I was just thinking about myself. I mean, but with you, you're able to, to get me to express it. And that is a, a skill. That is, uh, you probably don't realize it, but it's really a skill. I'm learning that one myself to interview a lot of people. But I know that when I am being interviewed by somebody, I know that, wow, she's able to get me all of this great nuggets or things that I never thought would be able to express. So kudos to you too. Well, thank you. Yeah. So I guess we have recovered a lot. And um, the only thing I would love uh, um, your listeners to really start embracing or at least be open into is this, what we call collaboration, because I believe we are in the collaboration economy let's say let that way collaboration economy the more we collaborate with each other the more we support with each other the more we grow faster and you know wider we, we, than we could have done it by ourselves so if, if this is the first time that you're 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 learning about joint ventures or you don't have to, to word it as joint ventures word it as collaboration or support to each other i really encourage you to learn as much as you can and Put it into action. Collaborate with one person to see how you can support each other. Whether that be being a, being a guest on their podcast or on their shows or on their summits or sharing their expertise to your community and vice versa. There are so many ways that you can support each other. Because the more we do that, the more we can grow and the more we can impact a lot of people, the more we can make a difference in the world that we live in today. I love it. Awesome. Well, thank you again, Marie. This has been amazing. I'm sure that people are really inspired right now and will go and create their daily rituals and join you at jbsuccesssummit.com. It's definitely worth checking out. I was part of it and um, I learned a lot by watching it. I learned a lot by watching your piece on how you got these influencers on board. And I mean, Oh my goodness. I won't spoil it for everyone, but go watch. It's really amazing. So thank you again. We'll have to have you on at the end of the year after and take a look back at your vacations and your summits and how you feel and all that stuff. Oh, I'm getting excited now. Oh, it would be awesome to compare now and then the end of the year. Oh, I'm excited. I would love to. So anytime, and I hope this was helpful to you and your listeners. And uh, yeah, anytime, uh, just connect with me. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm open to whatever you do. I believe in what you do, and you're really making a difference in people's lives because of what you do. And I'm all to that. So reach out anytime. All right. Thank you so much, Marie. And thank you for listening or watching. We will catch you next time on the Intuitive Art Show. Thank you so much for watching. If you're new to Intuitive Art and you've never done it with me, go to intuitiveartacademy.com for your free class. You'll learn how to have a conversation with your higher self in three easy steps. That's intuitiveartacademy.com. And if you're already a pro or you've done the free class, and you want to learn more about creating abundance from your purpose, go to workyourpurpose.com and you'll watch a free video series all about what it takes to create a purposeful income from doing what you love. All right, enjoy, and I will see you later. Bye-bye.